0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
1: What's what the poster said?
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
1: Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now.
3: What are you into?
0: Talking.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. Rated PG thirteen.
4: What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a very special episode of the Track in the Storm podcast. We are here and joined by our live guests as we look ahead to the 2021 NHL playoffs. So big thanks to everybody who came through to hang out with us tonight. Uh, my name is Brandon Stanley, alongside Matthew Soma and Alex Ohari, as always. All right, before we get into anything else, this is going to be a very playoff-centric episode, but I feel like we have to start with these last two games, and it's, it's, it's going to take about 10 seconds, and it's for one very specific reason. Everyone needs to shut the hell up about it. Those were the most meaningless games you could possibly have. Nashville was super, super, you know, it was, it was possibly Pecorino's last game in Nashville. He's had a great career, one of the best goalies in the league since he broke in until the last few years, of course. But they were They were hyped. They wanted to get that win for him, and they did. And the Hurricanes had one goal, and that was to not get anybody hurt. And in that sense, the night was a resounding success for me. Uh, and look, I get it. You don't want to lose 5-0 to a team you're about to play in the playoffs it's the last game of the season. It's not the way you want to end a great season. and not the, you know, kind of note you want to leave off on. But other than getting out injury-free, maybe you wanted to get a look at a couple guys, you know, Peter Morazic, Jake Gardner. The returns on that were not great. So we're going to kind of use that as a segue into at least one of those guys. Alex Nadelkovic is the guy at this point, right? Uh I mean, for the playoffs, uh, who are you going um, with? Are you going to go with Morazek? He hasn't barely played. He hasn't looked that well, great when he has. Like, th- there's a difference between who I would go with
2: and who I think Rod uh, is probably going to go with or what's going into, like, his decision making on, yeah. you know, who he's going to pick. Um, you know, if it was up to me, I think I would go with Nadelkovic just because of the outstanding season he's had. But, I mean, on the flip side of it, if he does go with Peter Morazek, you can't really fault uh, the decision you know, Mirozik's had a great year as well. I, I'm not going to really put too much on his performance from last night. I mean, you saw the defense. He was like, he, that was playing in front of him. Um, you know, like, obviously it wasn't a banner night for him or, you know, it wasn't his best performance of the year. But I mean, it, like you said last night, it, just take that, take that game tape and just burn it. Um, I, I don't think it should be applied to anything, especially not decisions of who's going to start, you know, game one of the playoffs. I don't think, you should hedge any of that on, on last night's effort. Um, and yeah, you know, Mirozek last year in the bubble, he was fantastic. Uh, the year before, uh, two years ago when the Hurricanes went on their run, when he was healthy, he was fantastic. So, you know, he's got the experience. Uh, Rod trusts him. He's a veteran guy. So I, I'm I'm leaning a little more probably to Rod giving Mirozek the first call. How long his leash will be or, you know, may, maybe could he use both guys uh in back-to-back situations like maybe a 1a 1b um alternating nights i don't know but i'm gonna guess that morozik is probably first up to the plate um and like i I don't expect a reaction um of that from the fan base to be like very you know i guess reasonable but uh, that's what i'm assuming and i can't really fault rod for it
1: everybody's the head coach you know yeah um but so like What I think is, I mean, we we saw, you know, back in the 2019 playoffs, you know, Curtis McElhinney was great in the regular season and at times outperformed Azek, but still when it came to playoffs, Peter was our guy. And then same, well, last year, you know, Reimer and Morazek were both phenomenal. Peter was our guy in the playoffs. I think it's going to be him just because I think just still Rod trusts him a little bit more. But you can't really go wrong, you know? Like, oh no, Peter Mrazek didn't play well in one game. Time to bring in Alex Nedeljkovic, or time to bring in James Reimer, who's been a very capable goalie throughout his tenure here. You know, like, the Canes are fine, but I do think, you know, in order to be successful in the playoffs, you have to ride one goalie and stick with it unless something drastically changes.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. It's like the old adage if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any, or whatever. The I mean, NFL players. I don't see them alternating. But speaking a whole lot. of goalies, they're going to ride with one guy. We
1: should probably mention that we signed two goalies because we didn't have a pod last week. Shlomo's mentioned in the chat saying, you know, remember Gerber in 2006 starting two games, losing them, and going to Cam Ward? I mean, that could yeah, happen. That could, that's a possibility. I'm hoping that, you know, the franchise doesn't commit, you know, eight years to Alex Nadelkovic <laughs> after we win the Stanley Cup. But, you know, um, <laughs> like, at this point, I don't think goaltending is going to be the thing that drags us down in the playoffs. You know, if you the get Canes get it. outplayed, they get outplayed, and the other team deserves it. You know, like, I don't think it's going to be any one thing that brings the Canes down. Oh, unless Rammer starts. Well,
3: even then, even then, he was good last year. Like, let's give him, yeah, some, let's give him some credit
2: here.
0: It was, a he was fine. And here, he's been fine he all year.
2: Like the, the Rhymer hate? No, no, the Rhymer hate has been has been um, definitely uncalled for. And it's definitely been overstated. But uh, I know you're just kidding around. Well, I hope so.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I could really see them going with the Duck game one. It'll be interesting to see either way. And like Matt said, you can't really go wrong with either. Yeah, exactly. But I think there's a legitimate chance. like. And maybe I'm overthinking it, but like they sat everybody else out last night and they sat Nadalkovich out. I don't know. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Either way, they'll have a fallback option and either way they have a good chance to beat the predators and whoever else with either one of them in that if they're playing under their potential.
1: It's definitely very clear that uh Reimer is not the guy at this point, well, you know, because yeah. they had the opportunity to play him last night and didn't. Um, but Matt mentioned in the chat here. Um, he asked, you know, if physicality is going to be the thing that uh, takes the Canes down, and I don't think so. Not this year. Last year, for sure.
4: I mean, it's something we talked about a lot here, and it's something that I said they need to prove. You know, especially against a team like Boston. But I did get a good counterpoint brought up to me. Washington and um, the Islanders are both pretty physical teams that do play that kind of grinding style. And the Hurricanes kind of bounced back and took it to both of those teams. So I think really that year when they made the Eastern Conference Finals run and kind of ran out of gas against Boston, I think it was just that, kind of running out of gas after those tough series. So I think hopefully this year they've kind of got more you know, experience. They know what a grind it is, and they know what it's going to take. I don't know. Well, you know, yeah, you're not going to know. They
1: added pocket. They added Hawk and pa, they I don't added, see Pocket um... in the
4: lineup, dude. Yeah, do do
2: they do they move the needle that much? I mean
1: No, they don't, but, but I mean they give you that physical presence that, you know, you could have argued that the team was lacking, you know? And Chief, of course we've got Max New Add Greg McKay, McCormick. Listen, no,
2: listen Mad Max, Mad Max, he needs to be in the lineup. As of today, uh, I'm I'm putting him in there over Cedric Pockhead, probably over Jordan Martinook. I mean, let's be I honest. Mean, it...
1: But we're but we're talking about a guy that up until this point in his career, hasn't done all that much. And, like, again, maybe he just didn't get a shot, but, like, I don't see this being anything more than just kind of a depth guy that came up and filled his role, and will go back to being a depth guy. But that's just yeah. me. That's just yeah, me. No, no,
2: no. That's it's fine. Kind of, that's what we need to, It's me. hard to disagree with that, but he's filled that depth role better than some of the other guys that were in that depth role were filling that depth role. And you know he brings an element that you really just don't have in your group. So I think you know if it comes down to it, I think maybe if he doesn't initially start in the lineup, there's going to come be, there's going to be a point in this playoff run where you're going to need him to step
5: up. I really just don't see a, a place for Martinuk after this year on this team. I mean, I love I love the guy. You know, great great team player. You know, the guys all love him. I don't see where he plays after this year.
4: Yeah, I think Martinuk's probably gone after yeah. this year. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to re-sign him at this point because you're just taking away a spot from, you know, remember early in the season, Geeky, Lorenz, these guys weren't in the lineup, and I think it's pretty undisputable that they've both been more effective than he has. You know, we know Rob loves his veteran grinder types, but, like, I really don't see how you take either of those guys out of the lineup for Jordan Martinook. And moving forward, they obviously have a whole lot more potential, you know, Especially offensively, and they can still fill that depth role better than Martinuk. So. Yeah,
2: but you, we all we all know pretty full well that Jordan Martinuk is going to be in the lineup game one, uh, with, like, regardless <laughs> of who has to sit. Uh, and sit.
1: I don't he's, understand he's the, the Martin hate. You know, like Martinuk's a good guy. He's a, he's he brings an energy into the lineup that, like, you know, obviously he might not be the best offensive forward, but he kills penalties really well. And he, he does have a purpose. Like it's not like we're just letting you know Patrick Dwyer lace him up or something like that. I'm yeah, just yeah. trying to think of you know a random thirteenth forward from the Jerome Sampson. Oh, you Patrick Dwyer lovers oh. out there, you know Jerome Sampson. Thank you. Uh, what's his name? You, right? uh, Derek Wesker. Jocelyn. Jocelyn might have been a defenseman though.
4: He was a defenseman. Yes. He was like a hybrid. Like,
3: <laughs> I don't know. I was right like right He was right on the fourth line at him. some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah.
2: That. What a mess! What a it's mess. all just
1: so weird. But it's you know what? Like, if Martinuk comes back next year, I won't hate it. He should just make less mm-hmm. money. And I think mm-hmm. if he's making less money, nobody's going to be complaining about Martinuk on the when team. He's no. taking
4: a spot away from somebody. That's yeah. what I was saying. Like, that's your Lorenz or Geeky. Somebody's coming out of the. But line. if
1: you get rid of, you know, like a Cedric Paquette, which and... like,
4: oh, well, I think we can assume they will.
1: Yeah. And maybe you know what? Maybe we're not even looking at a. Def- we're, maybe we're looking at a defenseman getting traded, and uh, Seattle taking like a Warren fogel type. Then you're like, oh, okay, maybe you know Oak isn't that bad. That's like a third um,
4: forward, he's fine.
1: But also, Matt, I do agree with the Max McCormick equals Patrick Brown comparison. I think that's hmm. a pretty, pretty fair uh, take. You know, just in terms of skill.
2: I think it depends a lot, too, on what uh, they decide to do with Brock McGinn. Obviously, he's a free agent and, you know, he hasn't played uh, in over a month. So yeah,
1: it also it, depends on his health.
2: Yeah, on his health and, you know, beyond just if they re-sign him next year, obviously, he's a key part of the group and, you know, what he brings, both with his intangibles and, you know, his contributions on the ice. Um, He's pretty important to the group. Um, You know, you obviously, you hope he's going to be back in the playoffs ready to go, hopefully game one, but... Um, I, I would have hoped he could have gotten a couple games down the stretch here. At least get back into game shape. You know, we've heard that he's been back at practice, kind of skating on his own with the taxi squad and whatnot. So his status is up in the air. But you know, if you have him back in the lineup, I think it's a, it's, it's a huge addition for your uh, for your group. And you know, obviously his impact out of any of the depth forwards we've mentioned uh, is probably going to be the the largest and the most noticeable.
1: And yeah um shlomo's asking what happened like do we know what happened to pocket you know because rod mentioned him being like kind of a long shot for the playoffs and i don't know anybody else can feel free to chip in here because i have no idea what happened to him
2: yeah me neither me neither but you know what um i I think max mccormick's presence can kind of like directly offset pocket i'm not sure if that's fair but that's kind of how i feel like i said man i was never a big fan of pocket watching him in ottawa this year i was I was never on board with that trade from day one. And he hasn't really given me any reason to be uh, sent his trade to Carolina. You know, he's had some moments here and there, but too, too far, too, like, too few and far between for me. And, um, like I said, um, always been a big fan of Max McCormick, dating back to his Ottawa days. And, you know, he's, he's brought an element that the team hasn't gotten from Paquette, hasn't gotten from Hawk and Paw. And those, those two were kind of built to be, you know, more of that guy uh, that they kind of wanted who, you know, isn't afraid to get physical uh, you know, really assert himself, especially after the whistle and scrums and he's thrown down um and stepped up for his teammates. So I think I think having Max McCormick um to replace kind of replace Paquette um is definitely definitely a good addition for the group um with his emergence here and uh like I said, uh having him kind of makes me a little less wary about the status of Paquette. Obviously want him to be healthy, but um I, I don't think it's that that vitally important either way for their hopes.
1: I mean I'm thrilled that the Canes have brought on uh both Itu Makiniemi and Peter Kochetkov. Um even though we'll only be seeing Makiniemi next season more than likely in Chicago. I think it's a really big deal to get Kochetkov signed early. Um cuz not only do you kind of get a closer hand in his development, but you also get him one step closer to like legitimate NHL money, which means you can pry him away from the KHL a little quicker than normally would have been able to um and plus i mean i looked the other day um it looks like it's just going to be him and one other guy uh with torpedo this season so that's going to be huge because either he you know he's best case scenario he's the full-blown starter worst case scenario you know he's a backup and gets you know 20 30 games either way i think it's a win for the hurricanes but i'm excited to see makiniemi i think you know it's not a fair comparison to say he's like Peter Mrazek, but he does have that kind of explosiveness in his uh, style of play that makes him kind of make those spectacular Mrazek's type saves. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, like I've been saying with Mackie um, after, you know, how he's played the two years and the flashes he's shown, um, even though he wasn't drafted by this regime, I thought that, you know, it would be a disservice to the prospect group overall, not at least signing him, uh, giving him a chance to come in here, compete, uh, continue to develop he's only 22 just turned 22 so he's very young um and you know he's already playing at such a high level in Finland he was he was his team's basically he anchored them um to even getting in the playoffs and gave them a chance against the best team in Finnish hockey um so you know he's he's definitely earned this look uh he's earned this chance uh for me I've been saying for a while that I'm I'm very high on the guy and I think you know, as far as as far as potential uh, goes, I think he might be my favorite prospect in the organization, just because of his athletic ability. He's got good NHL size. Um, you know, he's been compared to Tuka Rask, uh, which is just a stylistic comparison of how he plays the game, and he's got a very high ceiling. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen in Finland that he, it's obviously not the NHL, but the Finnish league is pretty good competition overall. A lot of former NHLers there, and You know, a lot of players that usually make the trip overseas. Um, It's a pretty good league. And, you know, he he, he showed that he could absolutely steal games for a team in that league, especially at his young age. So you hope he can continue to put things together. Um, And like like I said, I think he's got a very bright future um, if his development continues on the track that it's going on.
4: Trevor posed an interesting question. Do these two signings deter LaFontaine from signing? Could. Yeah, they could. I, don't I mean, know they what could. the answer is to that yeah. yeah, right. it, it could.
2: Because <laughs> remember, we were already kind of wary about you know if Lafontaine wants to come in and you yeah. know with the pieces they already have here, uh, if if he could really see himself being able to create a role. Now that you add these other two prospects into the system, plus beck warm who you know it, it probably doesn't have the same upside as these guys or you know, the likelihood of amounting to an NHL goaltender as the other two, or even uh, LaFontaine for that matter. It's just, you've added two more bodies in there now for him to compete with. We were kind of unsure about Maki Niemi and, you know, Kochikov, he's always been a big part of the future. We just, we didn't really have a timeline. We were kind of unsure. So, you, you know, if if LaFontaine does come in now, he's got, you know, he's got a lot of a lot of guys to fight with for starts, uh, especially considering he won't be here till after next season. And who who even knows what the hurricanes crease situation will look like by then? If Nemi's still in the AHL and Kachikov comes over and he's going to play in the AHL and then you put LaFontaine into that mix, all of a sudden there's going to be a log jam. So I, I don't know. Um, it, it definitely could. But, you know, let's see where he's at after this season and we can kind of kind of make a decision
6: from there.
1: If anything, I mean, I'm still sticking by my guns. We're saying, you know, if Eric Tolsky and you know the canes broadcast crew and our director of hockey ops and everything if they're all tweeting about him and stuff like it's pretty clear that they they believe that he can sign it's not
5: yeah
1: anything too serious but again that could just be me you know
4: well of course they have interest in him but the question is like does he want to compete
5: yeah that's what i mean
1: i feel like they wouldn't talk about it if they knew he didn't you know that's just again that's just me but go ahead other matt
5: what do you think the odds are we get rid of one of those three goaltending prospects and try to turn into, you know, prospects of a different variety to try to clear up some of their paths and make us look better to them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like you like, like trade one of them for like a prospect forward. It's just a tough one to answer have.
2: because I'm not really sure where any of their perspective values are at right now. Yeah. I mean, Beck warm, um, you know, he was undrafted two years in a row. He, he only came into Chicago on an AHL tryout. kind of earned uh his his deal that way we weren't even sure if he was going to be signed and he's played what like 10 games uh the sample size is very small and I think the same kind of goes for Etu Makinyemi and Peter Koch where their value is probably higher to the Hurricanes than they would be uh to other teams in a trade um it, it really depends how this season goes and you know especially after next year where you see LaFontaine's future um and like, I guess where his overall development will take him, if he's going to need a little more time this season in the AHL, or if he's a guy that you think can come in and compete for some starts right away. So it it, it depends. For now, I'm going to say no, um, just because you know uh, you have a lot of raw talent at the position and nothing really established that you can get value for. Um, so I don't think it's really a move they need to make today. But I mean, we can that, that that's a fair question to ask maybe a year from now.
1: I was going to say at next year's trade deadline. You could yeah. see any of the three, you know, drafted Canes prospects that are, you know, goalies, Makinemi, Kachikov, and LaFontaine. You can see all, any of them get traded for an upgrade somewhere, you know? Mm. Um, I was just going to
7: say um, about the goalie situation, you know, like all of them are up in free agency after this year. So, like, that's also a factor in all of this and who gets re-signed. And also at the end of next year, like what the contracts are looking like and how the players are playing. I mean, frankly, Nadelkovich has only played like a quarter of an actual season, so we don't really know what his real value and how good he actually is in like an actual NHL season.
2: Well, that's a great point. That's a really good point. Um
3: and you don't so know, far, know how so good, good, right,
1: any of these other guys are going to be, too. You know, like right. until they. I mean, with Kachakov, you know, you'll be able to tell a little bit more once he gets more starts in the KHL, because you know, he at needs least, to play. He, yeah. he just needs reps. They're at least somewhat comparable leagues, but I do agree with Luke, who's saying, you know, often
4: teams sucks.
1: Um, in the the Big Ten tourney, you know, he was asking, what if he's being carried by the stacked Minnesota team?
4: A team is really, really good. They're yeah. really good
1: in their defense. I mean, they just smother you. Yep. Um, it's like a less boring Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like they're so good at just not letting you have possession. Um and I mean that could be true too. We could we could, you know, see Jack Lafontaine kind of just be okay and average, which I mean, for any goalie, you know, that's the case or that's a possibility because I don't know, goalies are just so weird. I know it's so cliche to say that goalies are voodoo, but you really don't know what you're getting in a goalie until they're about twenty four or twenty five.
4: Yeah, been in the NHL for like three or four years, probably. And like Matt, we've talked about this a
2: little. I think, I think that kind of how we see things is that you know Jack LaFontaine is kind of comparable would be a James Reimer, where I think he's probably better suited to be a backup or you know a one B role as opposed to a, a starting goalie. He just he's he's very steady, but I'm not sure he's quite got like the athletic upside. To, to, to be a guy who is going to play a majority of games for you. While I think that his floor um might be a little higher than mocking Yemi and Koch at Koff. Like I think he's probably got a better chance today uh, to play NHL games, but on the flip side, I think their ceilings uh, could be a lot higher than his. So yeah,
1: it, he's it, the, he's the E2 Listerinen of goalie prospects.
2: Yeah. Like I, I like James Reimer as a comparable for him. If he, if he gets to his <laughs> ceiling um, otherwise, I mean, it's
1: kind of we don't really know. Shlomo, you're killing me in these comments, man. Yeah,
4: it's pretty funny. Carter Hart,
1: more like Carter Fart, and then the next Carey Price turned into 35 year old James Reimer. I mean, it's just one of those. It's one of those things where, hey, I mean, Carter Hart, you know, probably was rushed to the NHL too early because everybody was talking about him being like the next best thing and I just saw the canes like absolutely end this guy like every time we played against him, you know? Yeah.
5: Everybody's um, ending him right now. Yeah.
1: And it's just, I mean, the dude's letting in more goals than I would. <laughs> and it's it's just crazy, um seeing how weird goalies can be. And I mean, hell, Alex Nadelkovich, you know, guy had what, less than ten NHL starts, right? Mm-hmm. Comes in and he lights the world on fire this year. Next year, you know what? He he might not be that way.
4: Yeah, um, I'll be interested to see him next year. So I'll that's why I'm thinking.
1: You know, going back to the goalies being free agents, I think we keep Peter on for at least another year or two. I yeah. would agree. Yeah, I, just I because we agree. we know what we have in Peter Morazic, but with Ned, like we're hoping that he can continue being Alex, Dominic Kosick, and but in the back of our minds, you know, we're like, mm, we don't know what the Wade Minter style of goalies. <laughs> also, welcome to all our uh, late players. Yeah, runners. I was just saying um, that in
4: the chat. Hi, Olivia and Cameron just showed up, and I didn't even realize it. I can only see. But it. yeah,
1: that's a, that's enough goalie talk. I think we can uh, move no, on to the playoffs. It. And, but, uh, Canes no. <laughs> fans, if you're putting any stock into the last two Nashville games, don't. And I would even say don't put any stock into the Canes last like five, ten games of the season. Cause this is a team that to me just looked like they were trying to play to not get hurt. You know? They're trying to preserve themselves for the playoffs where they can, you know what, hopefully stay healthy. You know, I'll knock on wood for that. But for the last two Nashville games, I mean. I don't want to say they mailed it in, but they definitely mailed it in in the last game. I mean,
5: Rod made it pretty clear that second game was, I mean, I honestly didn't even watch it. It wasn't, I knew when the lineups came out, it wasn't worth watching.
1: Yeah, and I I feel bad, Um, and Joey Keene, I do apologize for missing your debut. But um,
2: you didn't miss a whole lot. I was
1: just not going to put myself through watching (laughs) that game.
2: I watched the game, and uh, I can tell you firsthand that I regret every second of it. So you didn't miss much. <laughs> it yeah, was I
8: watched like half a couple hours. That's for sure.
1: Ooh. <laughs> see, I went out to I went out to eat. I enjoyed myself. I went home, and I played PlayStation all night. And nice, my life. You know what? My it's life better. was better served than watching that Kansas game. <laughs> but so, I don't know. What do you guys think is going to be, I guess, I guess one of the bigger stories is probably the goaltending because you have UC Saros who lit the world on fire this year. Finally. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's what we've all been kind of waiting for. At least people that have followed the Preds. Like,
5: yeah, he's been good for a while. It's just now things happen to be clicking for him.
1: And Luke, I agree. Geeky's first two steps have definitely improved over the past year. Um, Sorry, I just saw that comment.
3: <laughs> yeah, You know what? Uh, UC Saros is actually one of the reasons that I was a little, a little
2: more wary uh, to play against Nashville than against Dallas. Just because I think, I think the hurricane speed probably would have overpowered Dallas. Um, they're a bit of an older lineup, a bit of an older group, and I think they could have wore them down, especially as a seven game series went on. But, you know, UC Saros has just been incredible all season. Um, I was looking at his game log and he either lets in like one goal, zero or like six. Hmm. There's not really a much of an in-between with him. Uh, he's either just like absolutely unbeatable or, or you can beat him like routinely. So it's definitely going to be a battle of, you know, can the Hurricanes offense reduce consistently enough? Um, pr- Pretty similar, I guess, to what we've seen against Boston the last couple of years where, you know, the, the Hurricanes offense just kind of dried up, um, in the playoffs against a more physical team so it, as of now I, I like the Hurricanes chances I think I think they're going to win this series uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself but as Brand, as Brandon mentioned earlier I'm still a little wary about you know how they're going to match up physically um, it kind of depends on some of the bodies they're going to have in the lineup but you know th- last night we at least saw some pushback um, a lot of it from Max McCormick so I think He's vital, um, especially game one. He should be in there probably no question, especially if you want to set the tone of the series. Um, But yeah, we're we're going to see a lot about the
5: Hurricanes' character, and that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. What do we think of sitting Foss for Martinuk, at least in the beginning games of the series, till we know we can get a a hold of Nashville physically?
4: Foss has been really good. You don't want him out of the lineup, especially on the Yeah, I don't know if I would take out
5: Foss. He's, He's yeah,
4: yeah. Foss needs to stay in. I don't know. So two of the
3: yeah, he'll be on the mm-hmm. third line at best. Foss? Mm-hmm. probably third hard,
0: line. Man. Yeah, yeah hey, Trevor,
1: probably, yeah, you yeah. had a Trevor, you had a comment real quick.
6: Yeah, and it's something that I I mentioned on tour last night, but um, and I think it's it's going to be overlooked for a bit, but I think Nashville upping their attendance versus us not doing it. It's going to be a Big, big, uh, I think, difference to make.
2: You know, that's a really fair point. I don't I mean, know,
4: man. I the, think the Hurricanes are The crowds, you
6: know, they, the crowds play a part, you know, in the season, but more so in the playoffs, especially here.
5: Nashville um, seemed really loud. We all know how that
6: is. But and you see in Nashville last night, I'm sure that wasn't 12,000 people there. But, I mean, it's only going to get bigger for them. So, I think, you know, we're not going to have that home ice advantage, you know, that we're used to. I think that's something that they're really going have to overcome. I think that's a fair
4: point.
2: That's, yeah, that is pretty fair.
4: But pretty. I also don't think it's going to make a difference. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there is zero reason for the Hurricanes to lose this series. To me, it's just my opinion. Yeah. If they don't come out and just completely shit the bed, they're going to win. Like,
6: no, I mean, I agree, but I think it's just one of those things that, you know, I think you can't, you know, not think
3: of. And
4: sure that. and maybe it'll go to the six because of that or something like that because my original prediction was Kansas in five and i just oh. expect them to come out hungry especially after those last two games as little as they mean i think there's at least going to be some level of like all right we need to show these guys like what's up because they did just beat them five nothing
1: i don't think nashville's as good as they've been hyped up to be but i also don't they're think not. they're a bad team they're not guess, bad uh, nobody's uh, bad that's uh, in the playoffs Shout out to local writer Corey Lavalette um, for kind of at least attempting to talk Kane's fans off the ledge <laughs> last night. God bless him for that. I mean, that's oh, an effort, exercise in futility.
2: Twitter was a war zone last night. Like, it, it was so <laughs> toxic, man, that I had to get off there as soon as the game ended. See, it
1: was again, last night. I was so thankful. But, you know, like... He was saying that most of Nashville's wins have come against the bottom half of the division, you know, Yep. and say what you will. I know the Canes haven't been able to win against the bottom half of the division this year, but they (laughs) have been able to beat. They were able to win all, but I think two games against Nashville. Right. And then they were able to win, you know, all, but I think two games against Florida. And then they split the season series against Tampa. Like, they're fine. Detroit. They're able to beat, you know, the teams that they're supposed to, or they, you know, can Feel contend
6: they... with. Just for not playing, you know, Detroit. Perhaps.
1: Yeah, thank
4: God. Yeah, exactly. Thank just, God. just be glad Detroit didn't make it. and you know. Like, listen,
2: if, if the Hurricanes can't beat a team with Eric Goodbranson, Ben Harper, and Mark Borietsky <laughs> in their top six, Okay. just rebuild like literally <laughs> just just rebuild the team
7: fold the franchise uh, yeah, yeah
2: literally yeah. Fold, just fold the team
7: I'll say uh, one thing for the series um I, I you know most playoff series are determined by like high end skill I mean that's really what it comes down to most of the time and when you have 16 million tied up in Ryan Johansson and Matthew Shane, it's not looking that good I'll just tell you that much
1: yeah and another thing Shane like half the points he scored against like teams this year i felt like we're, we're just teams forgot how to play defense
2: <laughs> well he Dude, only had night. 13 points in like 35 games exactly
1: and that's it's nice. like half of ryan dezingle's goals with ottawa no offense but it's like you know you're just staring at the defense like wondering <laughs> are you guys alive wait
2: wait, wait wait hold on no ryan dezingle slander in this uh in this podcast right here for one <laughs> Oh, I know. Uh,
1: if you want, I can move it to Hayden Flurry slander. But... <laughs> oh,
4: buddy! Oh, buddy! Please
1: See, Ryan Dezingle-Slander's oh, not looking so bad for now. Half the points he scored this season were last night. Well, and that's okay. So, yeah, Trip
4: kept talking about it on the broadcast. He was like, "That's the one guy you don't want to get going." I'm like, Trip, he didn't do anything. There's nobody even trying to defend him, and Mirazik's way out of position, and he puts it into an empty net. Nobody. It... Once the Hurricanes are back full of strength and. You know, have a normal defense out there, like Slavin matched up with them He ain't going to get a damn thing. Like, I'm not worried about Matt Duchesne and Ryan Dreyfuss. I'm sorry. I'm just not.
2: I, I'd have to go back and look at the stats, too. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Matt Duchesne has kind of got a bit of that Taylor Hall syndrome, too, where yes. it's like every team that he's on just does nothing in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. It, like like they, they either don't make it or they yeah. just do nothing.
1: Yes, let's so, speak that hate on the Boston Bruins. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah! Right now yeah.
5: they're um, looking. I, I don't, I don't think there's Boston in the chat.
1: <laughs> No, I, d- I doubt there's any Boston lovers in the chat. But if you there are, go
5: ahead and leave now. If you are, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> so, um, we can all go around if you want. Like I know everybody's kind of muted, but if if you want, we can you know kind of talk about it because I want to know who you guys think is the most important or at least one of like you know the x factors for the canes in this series. Hmm. And I'll start if you want me to since I brought it up. Cuz I have. Yeah, mine. go ahead. Go ahead. My x factor is Martin Natchez. Because we saw last year that I mean he he didn't do anything in the playoffs. He was very physically mm-hmm. outmatched and this year I mean he's he's stronger, he's better defensively. He's just a more complete and dynamic and i think you know what if he can even just start getting going in game one i mean that's going to be huge for the hurricanes this series
2: yeah um i'll go next and (laughs) let me clarify here because i can't pick hayden flurry he would be the guy i mean we all saw how good he was in the playoffs last year so you know Hmm. shout out to the goat but for me I think it's gonna be Nino Niederreiter because, you know, he's another guy, like kinda of like Natus. He just didn't really do much in the playoffs last year. He was healthy scratched, I think, a couple games. Um and yeah, they they didn't get anything from him last year. Um obviously this year it's been you know a complete one eighty on his play. Um he's another guy who can kinda of establish a tone physically. Uh I don't I'm not sure he's lost one board battle all year. Um and you know, he's scoring goals. So I think I think he's a guy um, you know, Nashville's kind of already gone at him a lot. Um, he's, he's kind of getting under guys' skin. So I think he's going to be a game changer. If he can score a few goals and continue to set the tone and play the way he does, that, you know, he, he's going
4: to have a big impact in this series. Right. Somebody said a few minutes ago something about, you know, the Stars went out in the playoffs. And that's true. Like, you know, if the Hurricanes' top players play better than the Predators' top players, it's not good for my mic, they're going to win the series, in my opinion. But the one thing that I think could kind of at least tilt the favor the other direction is the fourth lines, oddly enough. So Nashville has that fourth line. is Tanner Janot, Trennan, and who's the other guy? Is it Sissons? I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, Nashville's fourth line is actually, like, really yeah, they're, they're good. annoying. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. good. Um, and you know what? The flip side, like, we really need something. It, it would be nice, anyway, to get something out of a geeky. Whoever else is on that line, McCormick, whoever. Um, th- that's probably not going to, you know, decide the series or anything. I'm just saying you guys are probably going to cover all the other ones. So I think that's actually going to be a matchup that plays a big part in the series. Is the two fourth lines?
1: All right, Trevor. You're
4: right. supposed to raise your hands.
1: I did. He did <laughs> raise his hand.
4: Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, not on. A, yeah, not on the. But, but also use the raise hand your, hand your hand. Supposed to use the reaction. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. <laughs> um I'm gonna go with Trochek.
3: I mean
6: you show yeah. him this season, you know, he can just you know, play with the best of him right now. I mean, he's been a little, you know, kind of cold lately, but I think come playoffs, um I think he's really gonna turn it up again to what he was doing middle of the season. You know, and if he stuck with, you know, Natus and Ederrider, I mean, that line was probably the best third line, second line, however you wanna look at it, in the league this year. Um I think, you know, Trochek's going to, you know, light it up again, I think, you know, he's going to be the one to really, I think, you know, lead that secondary scoring.
4: You know, up until last night, I really thought Trochek was kind of banged up. But the fact that he was in the lineup makes me think, obviously not. And why would he be in the lineup if he was banged up at all? Um, but, yeah, we definitely... the same about Shea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Shea threw a couple of hits last night, too, and I was like, dude... <laughs> scared for the guy it hasn't been pretty for in the last few games
3: well,
1: i feel like um, they've it? been going after brady shea they have yeah. man. like every confident. team
4: there's
2: no way he's helped right no there's no chance i agree
1: yeah. it's it, it's kind of sad because like nashville very clearly the past two games has uh, been headhunting you know whatever you want to call it they've been mm-hmm. deliberately trying to injure players. Because they know that's the only way they can win this series. It'd have been nasty, but anyways, um, Olivia said she reluctantly goes next, so I'm gonna put her on the spot to think of another player because she apparently doesn't want to say Trocheck again.
8: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to give any more than was already said, so eloquently by Trevor. But I think <laughs> if I wasn't gonna pick Trocheck, I'd pr- probably have to say, I mean, Jordan Stall. Like, I just think that he's going to make a difference in the playoffs and he was so strong at the middle of this season. And I think he's, I don't know. I just think he's really going to perform like he's going to put his head down and get back to the game that he was playing that we all saw him as that like captive. We've expected him to be. So I think that's going to be really special for the playoffs.
2: Yeah. If they get 2019 playoff short stall,
5: I think that would be huge for the group. All right. Uh, so Olivia stole mine. I was also going to say stall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if we get that guy who who can win those those face offs and can play a little physical, uh, maybe send him out there a couple times against that fourth line. uh, That guy who, you know, can do all the things we know Stahl can do. That's going to force Nashville to play their top two defensive pairings a lot more. and, And they don't have the depth that we have. So hopefully they'll help us over the longer series.
1: Well, I mean, obviously we're hoping for a sweep, but I definitely think Jordan Saul is going to be huge if the series does get to, you know, five or six games. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because, I mean, he's so good at everything.
4: He's like, just kind of like tone setter. You need the physicality and like doing all the little things the right way kind of deal. So obviously any series of Hurricanes are in, is probably going to be, you know, Jordan Saul is going to be a big factor, but definitely in the playoffs. I
6: mean, he really is Rod Brennambour 2.0. I mean.
3: Yeah. He eat, 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 eat it. No way the way
4: to look at it. It's the manifestation of what Roddy wants for the team. Something like that. Anyway.
5: Yeah. Him and McGinn.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right. Anybody else?
0: All right, all right. I'm kind of disappointed no one has said it before, but even though I don't think it's really going to affect us against the Predators, um, we're not going to go into a deep playoff run unless Jacob Slavin is 100% healthy. Because yeah. you, you could see it in the first Nashville game. As soon as they pulled him out, mm-hmm. our entire decor would just look like crap. <laughs> I mean, Dougie Shea,
5: <laughs>
0: really going to see that again? That pairing probably little the fact thing. That...
5: Yeah, it'd probably be Dougie Pesci. They're both right.
0: But then right. you got, no, you no, got, you no, got your only two righties. Dogs.
4: Yeah, you got two righties yes. that you actually it, trust, and you can't put them together.
0: It's going to be Dougie Shea, and it's going to be Pesci Bean. It just kind of throws everything. uh No, yeah. Jacob no Slavin not being a
1: Shlomo, you're yeah, it... you're over- you're you're overlooking the most important member of our defensive core, though. Roman McEwen,
0: joke, him, right. Oh. No. oh yes,
1: Prince Who? Pretty. Who?
0: Oh, Prince needs Pretty. Needs to
1: play. I'm kidding. Yeah, I I'm thought kidding. you this were a McEwen fan. What McEwen. is? This? I just wanted to get the bit. What is and... this? I just wanted to get the bit in one last this, time. This is no guys. joking we all matter. We okay? should agency.
5: always trade for Flurry. Yeah, we, we. See, if we had Hayden Flurry,
2: this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> this won't be a problem, but don't get me started on that. Did don't we me, trade
0: a wrong lefty defenseman?
2: Oh, no question. No question. It's <laughs> a question that doesn't need to be asked because we, we all know what a mistake they made, but. You know, i take McKeown
0: over Gardner
6: right now, I think.
1: You know what? No. Gardner's not going to play either. No. Yeah, I think Gardner's going to be the, the seventh defenseman, assuming Sullivan's healthy.
6: You can't Cameron, move. You
1: said you could go next.
4: Can we talk about that breakaway he gave up last night, just for a second?
1: I'm no, I'm good. Which one Again, of the two? Last night doesn't matter. Now listen,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm not accepting
2: <laughs> any Jake Gardner slamming in this call. Dude. No, it's not happening.
4: He it's just not pivoted happening. and skated backwards. It's not. the ha- guy not, Last night does what not matter. What are you matter. doing?
1: All right, fine. I'm sorry. All right, Cameron. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> um, I mean, for me, I think the biggest aspect is going to be goaltending, whether it's Ned, who I think it is, or maybe Peter. But after last night, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean, again, just yeah, that's a good point. The goaltending is going to be huge, regardless. And I think you know, if the Canes can face you know, Juicy Saros acting like any other version of himself before this year, will be perfect. Do you think no. they'll
5: be facing Saros every night?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He's oh, the, he's sure. their guy for the future. Pekka's gone after. Well, this Well, I
5: mean, until uh,
2: Yaroslav Askarov is ready. And
3: oh shoot,
1: That's you know, right. they him. Still,
2: yeah. still still upset still upset at, the, uh, at them for that That's one. So um, yeah,
1: man, they did draft Askarov. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right, how do you not remember that
4: right in front of us? Because yeah. yeah. Twitter was Jarvis. we had a meltdown on Twitter. Man, prospect. what are you
1: doing? Yeah,
2: what? Where were you? Matt, get your head in the game. Listen, listen, I follow
1: like three people on Kane's Twitter and you guys are two of them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's fair. I, and and again, it was like, I was trying to tell people like, the closer we got to the draft, the more I was like, "Mm, no, Askarov's not going to be available. He's not going to be the guy they pick anyways. (laughs) And then they pick Seth Jarvis, who looks like a phenomenal player, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I won't be disappointed either way. I think Jarvis was a great pick. The emergence but, um, of
5: Ned makes Askarov.
1: Would have been a hell of a trade here. The fact that we've signed both Makiniemi and Kachikov this early and LaFontaine, you know, is still waiting in the wings. I think it looks... The goaltending situation looks a lot better now than it did like a month ago.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. But obviously with Askarov, you're talking about, you know, like franchise... Um, you know, probably like top five NHL goalie type guy, as opposed to, you know, the the prospects we have. They all have, you know, a bright future. Uh, they all have some potential, but uh, obviously they're not going to reach Askarov's, you know, like level of what he's going to be as an NHL goaltender. Like you're talking like a, a Carey Price type or, you know, like a Flurry maybe, or just a Vasilevsky. Like the, the, the quality is different, but I mean, I guess with the Hurricanes situation, you have, you know, abundant, an abundance of options where, you know, a, a, at least when you have, like, that much, um, like, that many guys, uh, if at least one or, or two of them uh, pan out, you'll be okay,
1: so. And hey, Askarov's still not a guaranteed thing he is yet to play in. Yeah, in yeah, other. I mean, but. No, so you know what? Anything can happen.
4: Goalies are stupid.
1: Yes. Never forget.
2: Is anybody really doubting that Askarov is going to be an elite? No, but I'm though? saying, like, like I'm, it's.
1: I'm not betting against I'm saying, it. like, it's it's. It's possible that you know yeah. he, um, DPS throws it. Rick D. Yeah, I was gonna was say. Good. Look at
4: look at the track record of first round goalies, and almost all of them, people were like, "This guy, he's the damn true. He's the future. He's gonna be everything." And in a lot like of Jake cases, Ottinger, same.
1: Yeah, yeah, Malcolm Jake- Subban was a first round Ottinger's pick. Jake good. Ottinger looks like a pretty solid player. Wasn't Jack think- Campbell a
4: top ten pick? Yeah,
1: top fifteen. I want to say. Yeah. I think he
4: was like eight.
1: Yeah, and it's just, again, you don't know what's going to happen with first-round goalies. You don't know what's going to happen with any goalie you pick.
5: Any player, you know. Right, any... I mean, the draft
1: is a crapshoot. Yeah. So, um, did anybody else want to talk about their uh, kind of black ace for the playoff, or like any, you know, X-factor? Uh, does... Matt, with the camera on.
7: Yeah, I, I got one. Um, <laughs> I think uh, Sarah Sevian mentioned it in one of her articles actually, for The Athletic, but I think Sveshnikov's the X-Factor, 100%. I mean, we all know that he hasn't had the season that we wanted for him this season. Like, his season's been all right, but, like, it's not what we expected. But he sort of started to step it up a little bit more recently. And with Terry Vinen on his line, this is the guy who scores our only play, our postseason, postseason hat trick. Um, (laughs) So, like, this guy, we all know he has the potential to be, like, a top forward in the NHL. We all know that he could be the, the guy. But, like, I think he's starting to turn it on. And if he can turn it on in the playoffs, he, could, him in that first line can carry us. I mean, that's the, that line has, like, perfection line potential. I mean, they're defensively responsible, and you have elite playmaking and scoring. I mean, that, that's my X factor, at least.
2: Yeah, he seems like such a good playoff player, too. Like, when you look at how he plays the game, he's, like, a, one of those guys who can elevate in the playoffs. So, I think
7: it's power a good setting forward. for him. Yeah, Right. He power has a shy forward, away though.
4: from that physicality. Like, he it gets him more into the game almost. And, you know, he's engaged. He wants to dish it back out and it really gets him going, you know?
2: Yeah. I just, for me, like the only reason I wouldn't use like a Svechnikov or, you know, maybe like an Aho or one of those guys as my X factor, because like you need those guys to show up. And if they don't, like you're, you're not going very far if those guys don't show up. Like if those guys have to be your X factor, I don't know how much I like. Their I get
7: chances. what you mean, but I was just saying in the in the in the context yeah, yeah. of no, this no, I season. I totally know. In the context of this season, yeah, yeah, I for sure. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I just think that he can. That like, if he gets going, you know, he could win the Vesna. Like, or not the Vesna. I don't know why I said that, but the the whatever the MVP for the playoffs is. Conscience, um, Con- Con- my thank you. Yeah, yeah. no, no, you're okay. so good, good that he that. will win the Vezina. Yeah, especially especially <laughs> will he will play goalie
5: and forward. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we need Slavin to win the Vesna. Okay
4: kick was
1: a beautiful that was honestly like I, I worked at that game and I watched it and my, my soul literally left my body for a second
2: yeah, so many of them though uh, yeah so did, so did Hayden flurry. quick shout out to him:
4: you've only that, mentioned that him like, I, Christ. I think you've only mentioned him two or three times tonight you're actually doing pretty good. I'm not gonna lie yeah I'm trying to <laughs> I only, only to have to edit it out like seven or eight times when he's like, well, Hayden reboot him
2: Yeah no listen listen I'm trying him post tonight. It's a playoff episode. Good vibes. Yeah, um, good. Trying to trying to stay level. Good
1: vibes yeah. only here. Good vibes. Yeah. But so doing great. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> the Canes are such a complete team that I think you know they'll be firing on all cylinders and everybody will be contributing. We've seen that all season, you know. But I think McGinn I do think that's a
2: good X factor as well. If he comes back uh, mm-hmm. and is healthy, playing his game, he, his presence is going to be huge. I mean, you. And saw, we can get how playoff how important was the last in years. yeah, you know that's a good one too.
5: I'm kind of surprised nobody mentioned Fogle. What about what Rod Brenmore does during this week? You know, the team has had a week uh, of not their best hockey. You know, if if he's the coach we think he is, if he's the coach everybody's saying he is, they're going to be ready to play when, whenever we play, and they're going to be on all cylinders. And, yep. and I mean that that's his time to show that you know he's worth whatever,
1: he's going to end up getting paid. Yeah. I mean, he's a free agent, isn't he? Yeah, he's
5: going to Seattle. Or where, where is it? <laughs> Buffalo?
2: Um, Columbus. Cal- yeah, cl- could be Columbus. I think
3: it's like Seattle is the one they, just, they keep saying. They keep pushing I, that narrative.
1: I I really like Brenda Moore as a coach, and I think that he's going to get the most out of his players. And again, you know, the one thing he was saying is like he just didn't want to build bad habits. And I mean, if you know the guy's work ethic, he is gonna work that out of them this week. You know, if they're gonna be ready to go by the time playoffs come around, my god, they're gonna be worked Mm -hmm. this week.
5: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not concerned about him not getting there, but I'm saying this is his his time to prove it.
1: Right. I don't know. I definitely think this is the year where I'm starting to think where. You know, if we don't at least make it to the Stanley Cup Final, I'll be a little disappointed. Yeah. Like I'm getting past like, really? you know, the the shine of playoffs yeah. for sure. But I'm thinking, at the bare minimum, a conference final. Yeah,
5: would,
3: yeah, I think like, we need to get to anything the less than final conference
1: be final better. would be disappointing. It depends on how you got happens. your hand
0: raised. Um, so what's gonna make sure that the Hurricanes are not gonna shit the bed, which is what they usually do after a long, um, a long period of time without playing.
1: Oh, what's going to make sure that they do that?
0: That they don't shit the bed after a long period of time without playing. Because, um, I mean, we know the Hurricanes are not exactly a first-period team, but yeah. take into account the fact that pretty much every single time that they have like anything more than two days off, they look terrible, just
1: terrible
0: yeah, for about like <laughs> two periods. Yeah. And going into know. like... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting good, them to play yeah. until Monday, by the way.
5: Well, yeah. I mean... It's- Game one's going to be here in Raleigh. Yeah, so, you got that's what, gotta, that's what I was going to say too. To playoff fans,
0: they'll be okay.
5: Yeah, you
2: better hope the fans wake up. That's for sure.
1: Well, you've also got the fact that for whatever reason, the Canes play like ridiculously well when they're down two goals. <laughs> um, they fall behind in the first so, and then just like, that's dominate
4: that's the rest of, of the game.
1: Well, there was a um, <laughs> ineffective math. Uh, Micah Blake McCurdy, I think, is his full name. I yeah. was talking today saying, you know, Carolina is one of those weird teams that like their style of play doesn't change when they're down one goal, when they're down two goals, like God help the other team. Yeah. <laughs> like, they will absolutely annihilate the other team in terms of possession. At least it kind of goes both I mean, we ways saw against though. Chicago. A couple That's deficit ago. in hockey.
0: It kind of goes both ways because when the Canes have a two, two goal advantage, oh, they're like... going to give it up. They're going to give it up by like the trap, baby.
1: Uh, you no. Know. Yep love it. Yep. I I think the Canes team, as constructed, is skilled enough to cross most, or to at least, you know, battle through most of that. A There's obviously going to be some weirdness, but <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I think that the Canes will be okay, at least coming back from... Because you think about it, Nashville's also going to be coming from the same amount of time off. So, yeah. I can't mm-hmm. say I watch Nashville all that closely, though.
3: We're not missing anything.
4: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're pretty much the, one of the more boring teams in hockey, if you ask me. I don't know. Teams that just, just don't just, score that much. Like, they're kind of like the Islanders and the Blue Jackets to me. Like, they're mostly a defensive team, and they just don't really do anything. I don't know. It's boring.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, so even which their team? can't draw me in to watch them, right? I mean. Yeah.
1: Here's a question for you guys. Which uh, team with a coaching vacancy? Is going to make the mistake of hiring Kirk Muller.
5: Oh Lord! Do we really think Do I
4: think that's a hire? thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, Pierre LeBrun was like talking about it, saying like, "Oh yeah, he deserves an extra shot." I'm like, "No, he doesn't."
4: Columbus, no—that oh, sounds like terrible. a Columbus move.
2: Yeah, it kind of does. If anybody. Speaking of Columbus, where do you guys think toward it? relative? I was just gonna, gonna go? say that. <laughs> yeah, where, where is
4: he going? To Buffalo pick Jets. Arizona, the Winnipeg Buffalo. Would that would be, be
1: hilarious. Very I'm good the PLD. for him.
5: I could see Arizona yeah. in a, a yeah. place that would like that kind of coach. Yeah, Arizona is a good fit for him. Like, there's a lot of talk about
2: Buffalo, but I just, I, I really hate that fit. Um,
1: well, also, I think have, they're going to give Don Granado Don the, the, the full time job there.
5: You think? Yeah, they yeah. they they could, they could. Um, he took a a horrible team and made them a 500 team. They, they were oh. 500 when he was playing, when he was the coach. That was a question. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Olivia, I'm sorry that I missed your question.
8: I'll try to forgive you.
1: I didn't either. But that was that's pretty it.
8: much it. Was I'm just talking, like, I was thinking about it last night and the physicality of Nashville and how much I wish we had a couple of goons on our team, but we don't, and, like, how are we going to retaliate? Especially, like, I'm just so sick of this team watching Svechnikov get shit on by everyone going for his head and then not doing <laughs> A thing about it, so that's. I'm, why I'm also
1: sick of the NHL allowing that to happen. All yeah. of it,
8: all of it is just. That's, I'm so fed up.
1: That's that what was... it comes down to. Is I mean,
6: you know, everyone's getting away with it. The minute we turn around and retaliate, then we get called for
4: it. That's, yeah, you know,
6: that's how. That's why I don't think they're doing it because they'll know that they know they're going to get called for it.
4: Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't, like, lay somebody out oh, the next yeah. shift or, like, no. go after that guy later in the game. That's why you need That's, that's what I want to see me. more of.
8: Or just get under like, your skin, like, bare minimum.
4: Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I, I don't really, per se, worry about, you know, their physicality. I mean, I like, that's what I kind of mentioned earlier was it was something that could kind of at least give them some momentum and, you know in the past has made the Hurricanes back off their game a little bit. Again, this is stuff we talked about earlier, but there's no reason for the Hurricanes to lose the series. But I think it would do a lot for them, like, in future rounds if they would start to show some sack Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, take that punch and give one back maybe. I don't know, man.
2: Like, Nashville is going to be physical, right? Like, the the three ex-senators defensemen I mentioned, they're all, like, 6'5 or bigger they can't skate. They're (laughs) all just in the lineup (laughs) right? just to bruise people. They're going to be physical and they're going to try and get under the Hurricanes' skin and we're going to see, you know, if the Hurricanes can have a pushback or not. I, I'm not sure they did enough uh, to get tougher. Like, pa- Paquette's not the guy that people really made him out to be or thought he was going to be. And, you know, Hockenpah, he hasn't really been that that yep. overpowering physical presence either, even though, you know, he, he does hit people. But so does Brady Shea, I mean, right? So I'm just – it's
4: way and see.
1: Do you guys know it's how much see. I would give to have Tanner Janot on this team? I know. You know, he's really good. He's <laughs> yeah, such he's a really pain good. to yeah. play against. He's it's not like that beasts. he's good. It's just that, like, he's, he's good such, at what he does. Yeah, he's he's that. He's the exact type of pain that you want on your team. Mm-hmm. But yeah. so I'm gonna answer questions real quick because we did get a few. Um, Nick King asks over under on how many teams have to um nah forfeit a series. I don't say any because most teams have uh, gotten vaccinated. Yeah, Or at least they're 85% of the way there. I hope
2: it's zero, man. I'd hate to see yeah. that for anything. like
1: All oh, the canes officially? The canes, as far as I know, are above the 85% vaccinated threshold.
5: Well, I hadn't seen that anywhere.
1: Well, the, Jesper fast mentioned that uh, like it would, it was good that you know, the regulations were shifted because life could be more normal.
0: And uh, if you look at the picture of oh, the you know. clenched, you had the Bunch of guys hanging out together, which kind of fits with the new regulations for guys who are vaccinated. So, yeah. Aho, Turbo, McGinn, Martinuk, Trochek, Pesci—those are the guys, guys who are sitting there. Gardner, uh, Gardner—you can't forget yeah. that smile on Jake Gardner. Right? I'm not going to forget <laughs> the Funko Pop.
1: And then, it, like, 85% of the team means like there's just like one or two guys holding out, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm hoping that that's that's what, it, why, you know? why are you
0: calling out and Noah? Hennison? I do,
1: I do hope you know.
0: Why What'd you you're calling off Noah Hannifin?
1: Well, Noah Hannifin's not making the playoffs, <laughs> anyways.
5: Did we officially win that trade?
1: Eh, I think, I, regardless, I, we were. It, it was going to be one of those trades that worked out for both teams, yeah. so it's just a good trade. Yeah, Lendl really good now. So. Yeah, he's like, really, really
2: good. He's your number. Like, you know, Fer, one Ferlin on,
1: served his purpose, and I hope we've checked on the little girl who said she wasn't eating until we paid Furland. i hope she's doing okay
2: i was going to oh, continue war. her campaign with hayden Fleury, but you know i just I, I came to my senses
1: but like you know we all i feel bad that furland's career is getting yeah. cut short
5: yeah. i mean but. but it was for it we saw i mean you never wish that on anybody um let alone someone who's gone through as much as he has but the writing was already on the wall um when we decided not to sign him because he had those concussion issues. We we weren't going to give him the length that he wanted, and now Vancouver's dealing with the fact that they did.
3: Well, this I was man. also
1: trying to uh, look up like what we like who the exact players were that we drafted from that box well, trade. I think it was wasn't it was Honka
2: wasn't wasn't Honka, it was Honka Reese
1: that's from um, the Fox deal? No, it was weird. Um,
2: like there's a long trade tree there.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, so, since since we brought up Furlan, can we just, uh, and, and because of our upcoming playoff uh, meeting, can we just celebrate Furlan's greatest moment when he actually went after Austin Watson during a matinee and destroyed him?
1: Oh, that was the best.
0: Kicked <laughs> his, just killed Austin Watson. And uh, then Ajo scored a hat trick. And the uh, third one was uh, he, made a, he made P.K. Subban into a pylon.
1: Oh, that's right. So is, yeah, okay. Was it, was Reese, it was recent. It was recent Honka that we got in that trade. Yeah, plus Noel Gundler.
5: Well, that's like three of our top twelve right. prospects. Yeah, three
2: pretty good prospects. Right. That's
1: that's um, a that's a really good. Uh,
2: so even if you don't re sign Dougie at this point, it's a pretty good like eh, it I think it's I a think solid return.
1: Happened. I think we have to at this point. So, one thing I want to ask you guys. Um, other playoff series i don't care about any of them to be honest other than the florida tampa one because i want to know who our opponent is i want to ask you guys about buffalo and what happened in their exit interviews you don't care about the playoff teams
4: but you care about the buffalo sabers yeah it's oh my, team my, team
1: huge 100%. three of their top players say they don't want to play are you there
2: nobody wants to play there um, just toronto versus it. montreal yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. Well, that's what I'm saying. Dylan like, Cousins. You've got
1: Jeff Dylan Eichel. Cousins
2: says, "I want to be a Buffalo Saber for a long time." And, <laughs> I saw that. And, and,
1: and there <laughs> wasn't. They're totally. They, they, were wasn't on, a gun they were behind on Twitter being like, time.
2: "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Blink twice if you're being held <laughs> right. hostage. Like that's how bad it is. There. The only
5: person who wants to be a Buffalo Saber right now is Jeff Skinner because he's.
1: he's Jeff Skinner can stay far the away from my hockey team. It, you know, he's
5: enjoying being in the press box. Doesn't have to play defense there.
1: there right, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, but it's so big. It's such a big deal where you've got a generational talent in Jack Eichel saying, nah, I don't want to be here. You've got Sam Reinhardt who would be a legitimate top six forward on every other NHL team, basically saying that he wants to be out. You've got Rasmus Ristolainen who, you know, say what you will about him. I don't love him personally, but he's one of Buffalo's top players. He said he wouldn't mind if he was traded.
2: Listen, I, I think the biggest problem for Buffalo is that Rasmus Ristelainen is one of their top players. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> man,
4: it's just—he's a train wreck.
2: I, I, I would I, like I feel bad paying, for that group. Ten million for Skinner, but you know, and you know, trading Taylor Hall and only getting a second-round pick for him based off what we've seen since he's gone to Boston. Like they—they they just. They can't do a lot right there. Uh god, how do you save that franchise? I have no idea, but you know,
1: for like, Kevin Adams as much as you, you want to joke like if I were a Buffalo fan and I saw like Kevin Adams like his work, like I I I would have appreciated like the fact that he's legitimately trying to make this team better.
2: And they have a lot of good young talent. Like they don't really their young talent doesn't get a whole lot of credit, but you know, they still have Rasmus Dale. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or you know when Do- uh, is not Darlene and if 2-7 are a very good then <laughs> <idea. laughs> man I'm it's still so funny that he blocked my personal account but not the prospects account Who did? that tweet will he never will get cock. he's never he going to look it down either because if he's
4: if, he he's, came on prospects.
3: if he he
1: you're going to be an ass too. about like a take you've got to be prepared to yeah I thought he deleted that tweet. I'm he sure did he did because oh, maybe coward. He
4: finally did because he made a big deal out of it. He was like, all right, guys, I've had enough. And he was like, like calling Kane's fans,
1: like, basically calling us idiots for that and, like, yeah. saying we weren't educated. And I'm like, dude, like, I literally, like, failed my classes because I would have rather watched the 2019 draft. Like, I can yo, tell you Andre Svechnikov is way better. Like, thank Shut God for up.
2: Sarah Sivian because she saved us from <laughs> – yeah. horrible team coverage it's you know that's something that i was kind of, of
4: thinking about it's like you want to dunk on people and call them not knowledgeable when that's like 90 percent of your job is to educate as a journalist with <laughs> a team that's what you should be trying to
1: do we should probably delete this section from the podcast me- no I'm no, no.
2: leave this, this in here this is this Don't is give a f- one, f- one content
1: listen man this is raw raw footage you see that was me but with Junior hockey that wasn't exciting at all. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to watch Mississauga versus uh, North Bay. Sometimes,
2: listen, don't be hating on the OHL. Hey, I like the OHL.
1: Yeah, there's the OHL's great hockey, except when you're watching Mississauga versus North <laughs> Bay. Just ice the puck. Is
4: that where Byfield was? No,
1: S- oh, no, Yeah, like, yeah,
2: same. Deal. With with Blake Murray. Who, Barry, yeah. Blake will not Murray, yeah. who
1: will not be signing. I know it for a fact, but I don't know why he won't be signed.
2: What about um, the team about, decision? Uh, or is Billy it Rossen and Matt? Have you I... got any inside intel on that one?
1: You know what, Villy Rossen and I'm not even sure he knows that he was drafted by the. Fans. <laughs> That's right. um, with with Blake Murray, um, I know nothing, but. If the dude was cut after just a couple practices, I would assume it's a team decision. Yeah,
2: it, optically, it was just, it was terrible. It was But weird.
1: again, I'm, I'm, I know nothing. Uh, I don't want to be speculate because this is a, this is a guy that's 20 years old, right? Like, you it's have to no be idea something what off ice. Dude. If but it was something no
4: on ice, like, they would give him more shot than just like, yeah, couple then couple, Wait,
6: two, then why eight. didn't
3: they cut Helvig?
4: Wait, do you not know the answer to that? Oh, why didn't they? No yeah
1: well, oh, I didn't
3: they yeah. Oh. Picked, yeah,
1: yeah, kind of rhetorical but yeah i mean and i don't know that was such a bad optics again yeah not great and
0: he didn't cut him so ron francis can draft him
1: <laughs> well you know what at this at this rate you know what they he's on his way to being nominated for the masterton if you look at casey to smith jesus christ which pissed me off
4: nhl's a joke dude
3: I mean, the NHL doesn't care about... They don't.
2: Yeah. Well, the good news is that Jeremy Helvig is restricted free agent this summer. Yeah, He hasn't played good hockey in three years, so he'll be out the door. Yeah. It's kind of
1: crazy how, like, the the prospects that we all... Like, the two premier goalie prospects that we had, other than Ned, were Callum Booth and Jeremy Helvig, (laughs) and both of them never made it out of the... ECHL, ECHL. dude. I really believed in Booth at one point too. Me
2: too. too, actually. I moved well for a guy that size, man. I just, I don't really know what went wrong
5: for him.
4: Goalie development is stupid. That's what we just said. Yeah, Mm
5: -hmm.
4: that's always the answer.
1: Yeah, it's just.
5: (laughs) I mean, if you want to talk about goalie development, look at Darling. Oh, right. But listen, I was, I was against Scott
2: Darling since day one. Um. You can go back. I don't even know if I was on Kane's tour yet at that point, but you can go all the way back, and I was like, "I'm not sold on this guy." And like to give him that kind of a contract, I'm not really sure what Ron Francis was thinking. Um, you know, especially after we saw kind of how the Eddie Lacks situation unfolded, where you were bringing in another team's backup option to be your main guy, uh, that just did not go smoothly at all. You did the same thing with Hudobin before him. And arguably gave up on Hudobin too early without actually giving him a shot. Like he had that really great run. I don't know, I don't know how how long you guys have followed, but like Hudobin was probably like the Hurricanes' best goalie before you know the the guys they have now. Uh, especially in that one season, like he was just he incredible. Weird. I think before, yeah, before this year, I think he held all the records for like goals against and save hey, percentage, and, and stuff, yeah. I think win percentage and all that stuff. Like he was really, really good, and then they still went back to like a thirty-two-year-old Cam Ward for whatever reason, because only God knows why. How much? And so they they screwed that situation to... up too.
1: How much do you think that was like the coaching that we had? Because I know with Eddie Lack, it was Bill Peters being a dick. Yeah, but that's he just wasn't one really way to put it. Either.
2: Like the best thing about Eddie Lack.
3: Well, was he also the had his
1: commercial. he also had his injuries and stuff that kind of flew under the radar. But with, Um, with, with Darling, I do think, you know, had Bill Peters not been his coach, we might have seen some changes, you know, I think there was a lot of pressure on him early on. And like, very clearly, he just wasn't up to the task here, you know,
2: yeah. I think it was, And I mean, like, could, could it have gone differently in a different situation? Maybe, but.
1: What's up, I mean, Trevor? It was, it
6: was too much pressure. I mean, they brought him in and they, they made him the poster child for this team for, you know, being in the seat.
1: They immediately they signed the him to a four year I mean, deal just, and were like, you are with, the you know, starter this, and you are going to win us. Exactly. Without
6: state. any, any, you know, time on the ice for the team. It's like, here, this is our number one guy now. You know, this is how it's going to yeah. be. and
5: We're going to put you on these advertising things. We're going to do all this. And I mean, I think mentally that just really took us home. And also, I mean, we couldn't, the one thing we did right with the Darling thing, um, yes, be prepared here, um, is getting rid of Ward. Because we couldn't have a real competition for the crease if one of the options was Cam Ward. Oh, for sure. I think the best thing they did uh, with the Darling situation is not letting
2: that mistake compound itself into getting worse. Um, when when they had uh, Curtis McIlhenny and Peter Mrazek, who were both making less than Scott Darling, you know they could have easily moved on from one of those guys just for the sake of the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still uh, had no no qualms about waiving Scott Darling, letting him go down to the AHL, kind of figure things out for him. And you know they obviously kept the two better options in that. So it, you don't yeah. always see that from teams. So I think that was an underrated aspect of what they did, and obviously turned out
0: well. Yeah. Yeah, Talon should have gotten fired.
4: Let's Oh, sorry. Hand me. yourself. Yeah. And
0: so, speaking of uh, not compounding mistakes, Jake Gardner. <laughs> wow. I don't think there's a
2: Jake Gardner. That's a great 5
0: million for the next two years, and it'll be under one point four at most per, uh, and then like for four years to buy him out. Because the way he looked, I know we talked about not looking at anything from yesterday's game, but come on, Jake Gardner. You couldn't even just, move.
1: Well, that's that's,
0: that's playing like I mean, he
1: hasn't two been weeks, in the
0: lineup for a while.
2: Like, yeah, he hasn't. He's he's not. His, his legs aren't under him, and you know, I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt because other than yesterday's game, he's had a pretty good season, right? Like, he's he's definitely one of our best transition guys from the back end. He gets the game moving from defense to offense. Even last night, uh, you take those two moments out, and other than that, he was fine. Like, obviously, his foot speed might not be like where you want it to be. His defensive awareness can be, you know, a little tough at times. But as I think it was Luke, actually, as Luke said on Twitter today, you know, he hadn't played in two weeks and you throw him right in the lineup and you're like, all right, here, Jake, you're going to play top pairing minutes with Joey Keene, who's making his NHL debut, 20 years old, um, and you're going to play against Nashville's top assignments. So, like, it it wasn't exactly throwing him in a position where, you know, anything other than a disastrous outcome was going to happen, as we saw. And, I, I mean, I'm arguably, like, admittedly higher on Jake Gardner than probably a lot of people because, you know, I, I think his, his transition game does mean a lot to the team. Um,
0: but, you I, know. I look at it a different way, and that's why I mentioned not compounding mistakes because um, Canes have a top four. If Dougie leaves, which I don't think they can really afford right now, then they'll have yeah. those three. But let's say that they Dougie resigns. You don't want Jake Gardner's cap hit as a third-pairing left-handed defenseman who yeah. was a healthy scratch for the vast majority of this season Yeah, that's not... to be the reason you can't give Dougie an extra, like, yeah. I don't know, $1 And right. in...
2: You know, that's fair. And one thing I was thinking about today, I don't know, like you guys can all chime in on this. I'm not sure where we all really stand on this, but I feel over the last two years, kind of the Hurricanes' decision-making on, you know, like the kind of guys they bring in has definitely, like, shifted and kind of adjusted to where I think, Rod Brindamore has a lot more say in the kind of guys they're bringing in now than he did before. Because if you look for two summers ago, the guys they brought in were Jake Gardner, who, you know, he's never really gotten settled in. And you've never really got the sense that Rod has fully trusted him, especially with top four minutes. Uh, They brought in Ryan Dezingle. We kind of saw how that experiment ended, where, you know, he he scored 26 goals before they brought him in. And he could never really get established as a top six guy here. And Eric Hall as well, who ended up in Rod Brindamore's doghouse. And now you see them kind of bringing in these guys like Paquette and, and Hawk and Paw and, you know, these kind of guys who kind of fit the system a little better. I, I don't know where you guys stand on that, but I was thinking about that earlier and I was like, I was just just pretty intrigued
0: by it. I think that was actually uh, leaning towards analytics a lot more. Than... Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you guys I... listen to the um, to the last Tom Dundon interview? I forgot what, what podcast it was on. Oh, was out- that
5: the God. one where they talked about um? Go ahead. What, what did they talk about in that one?
0: They actually talked a lot about golf because uh, yeah. Callaway joined Top Golf, but uh, Tom Dunn was actually talking about how they have managed to at, lately, like this year, find a very good balance between analytics and between actually hockey people. And they in yeah, the past yeah. they actually went either too far in one direction or too far in the other direction. Um, but yeah, we—I mean—we know that last season, Sammy Vatnin, not a good fit, did not fit <laughs> anything. He wasn't. I mean, yeah, I don't, no, I'm no, fine I with that trade. They needed a defenseman, third rounder, and Yanni who was not going to play. Whatever.
9: Yeah. But
0: the Zingle, Eric Halla, Jake Gardner, those guys just didn't. Yeah. Fit what Rod wanted, and that's why Patrick Line would have been. Oh, awesome.
5: my
3: God, man. <laughs> oh my!
0: Anyone awesome. who thinks Moore and A is going to be any better than quartz and A is
5: is not looking at the same people. I'm saying.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, fourth Liney. Fourth Patrick line a. <laughs> <Laine's>
1: defensive <laughs> charts looked like uh, Jeff Skinner. Yeah, like yeah, pretty much a defensive comparable for him is Jeff Skinner, and then and it's just you know with the canes there is there's a lot to be said for the validity of analytics because like it it can help you determine a number of things but it is also important to have you know like quote the eye test or you know like the hockey like because they can see more of the intangibles that you know analytics can kind of miss like obviously you know what you're not going to want a guy who's like like the the fact that Eric Goodbranson keeps finding NHL jobs is beyond me, you know, <laughs> like the dude's not good analytically and he's not good on the eye test, but he hits people. And it's just like, you know, with, with the analytics and with the canes, it's like, you have to find that mix. And I mean, obviously, you know, Eric Tolsky's your G, assistant GM. Now, like this is an organization that values analytics, but they've also brought in a guy, uh, like their director of hockey ops played the game. Um Darren York as assistant GM, he was the director of scouting, so he watches, you know, the games and stuff. It's so like there is a good mix and I like, you know, how we have that now. Yeah. I don't know. I think I I love analytics. I think they're really important. But, you know, again, we saw what a strictly analytics approach did for the 2017-2018 Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah.
5: Those Hurricanes really ruined analytics for me. I will never, you know, really buy into them because of oh, the... You didn't despair. like out-shooting
1: teams 40-13 to 13 and losing the game 2-1? to one?
5: Well, our, our analytics <laughs> would say we were the third-best team in hockey when, when we were below 500.
1: Right. I'll it's it's all about it. just, like, what analytics have taught me is that Tevo Teravainen is one of the best, if not the best, defensive winger in the NHL. And that Alexander Barkov isn't underrated because everybody talks about him now. Mark's Guys, uh-huh. if everybody talks about a player, they're no longer underrated. That's why Jacob Slavin is no longer underrated. And Brett Pesci
6: is. I, Brett Pesci is. Brett
1: Pesci is. Pe- uh-huh. Pesci's always been because he's always felt like, you know, the redheaded stepchild to Jacob He's Slavin. overshadowed. <laughs> like, he's in... Slavin's shadow, but Pesci does everything Slavin does, just not on the puck-moving side of things. He's not recently. as good of a skater either.
5: Speaking, speaking about Jacob Slavin being underrated, I don't know about y'all, I was so happy when Slavin went to the All-Star game last year and then won the, the shooting competition, because how many All-Star games did Justin Falk go? <laughs> when, when Slavin was twice the defenseman. To be fair,
2: a lot of the Justin uh, Falk hate is, is kind of unwarranted.
4: Yeah, that's something we talked about. True,
2: but he wasn't better than oh, yeah, sure. oh No, of course, of course, there's levels to it. But, you know, J- Justin Falk was a good hurricane. I, was. I feel a lot of the slander is definitely uh, unjustified.
4: Yeah. Right. He was, like, one With of the only draws again. for a
1: long time. No. Hell. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, you know. He and Justin Skinner were all this team had. Yeah. yeah, he that's was miscast perfect. as a so well.
4: first defenseman, but, like, it's still good.
1: Not a great year in San Antonio. Well, I appreciate you repping your uh the I merchandise. <laughs> did
0: you buy that from Matt you know, or Welcome. Pig...
1: He probably did. I I
0: am pretty sure I bought it um when it was uh, like I don't know $12 or whatever after we I was got out of the say, those,
1: those shirts were uh went on sale pretty pretty quick. Those shirts were <laughs> dope <dubbed>, though.
6: <laughs> so
3: I'm looking at cap friendly and I'm just looking at our defense and I mean hypothetically she gets claimed by Seattle, yeah, right? Gardner yeah. is their chance. He gets bought out. That leaves, and,
6: you know, Doug is on the fence. He don't know really what's going to happen there. You look at that, and it's like our, our defensive, you know, depth is gone. It's not what it used to be. Um, What do they do? What kind of or who do they go after, I think, you know, until guys like, uh, like Selgren and um Okay. Well, you know, the, the other kids are, you know, ready to go. I mean, what do they do at that
4: point?
1: Well, I mean,
6: Spencer, Honka, you know.
4: First of all, Selgren could probably step in tomorrow and be fine. That's just my thought.
1: But he's Honka's on the left side, it. so it would be a little yeah. tough. Yeah. Honka's in like, of years while away.
4: I do think he can probably jump
2: in. He's also a guy who's never played on North American ice right. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's probably going to be a oh, bit that's of not an true. Adjustment
1: period. Well, yeah, he yeah, he, right. he wasn't a handful uh, of games. He was in the
2: Calder Cup playoffs, but yeah, that
0: was Didn't he win a championship like, in the AHL? Yeah, the, it was yeah. he got a he got yeah, a couple he, he
1: took he took a spot away from like a seasoned AHL veteran in yeah. Dan Renuff. Um no, he's, guys he's that I could see the Canes going after. I don't know if Ryan Murray is still like decent, but he's 27 and I can't see him wanting to stay in New Jersey, to yeah. be honest. Um, David Savard, again, like this is another guy. I don't think he moves the needle too much, but he is a right-handed defenseman. So I think I could see the canes going after him. Depends what he wants. Um, on if you really, really want to be funny, you could get Adam Larson.
0: Brandon Montour?
1: Montour's. No, really Montour. Bad. Ugh. Really
0: bad. I think so I don't like Branson. Branson. So is Jack Johnson. They're all getting they're all getting contracts though.
1: Jack Johnson is going to get a contract until he retires, and I don't know why.
2: Listen, I I think this all compounds, like it all goes back to one big issue, right? And that issue being that the Hurricanes did not need to trade Hayden Flurry; they shouldn't have traded Hayden Flurry.
1: They're going to bring back Johnny Okafor, and they're going to resign trading Hayden
4: Flurry. Not bad. I do agree that the defensive depth will be bad
1: if. We not only lose a defenseman in expansion and lose Hamilton, but I think if you lose a defenseman in expansion, <laughs> you sign Hamilton. Like, here's
2: my thing someone try and clear this up for me because this is what I've been trying to understand ever since they moved Flurry. They are said, Are we
1: still on this?
2: Yes, we are. Okay, this mm, Matt, mm. listen. <laughs> so this like I've been trying to understand this since since they moved him. They they're, they're part of their reasoning was that they said you know <laughs> so we,
3: were afraid, we were afraid
2: we were afraid we're gonna lose a good player. Uh, which like they were talking about Flurry. This we're afraid we we're gonna lose a good player to Seattle, but you're still gonna lose a good player. If you would have lost Hayden Flurry, you wouldn't have lost anybody else. Now you're gonna lose like Brady Shea or I don't know Warren Fogle or like whoever. You're still gonna lose somebody good. So why not? have held on to Flurry, kept him around for depth purposes, and even if you lose somebody else, you still have him, or you lose him and you keep everybody else. Well, like, am I like am I galaxy braining this or like it?
1: I'm okay. like, when Ryan Hackenpa scores <laughs> the series winning goal in the Stanley Cup final, you're going to look really silly. I'll let I, me tell you, I'm,
2: never, I'm no, I'm never, I'm never living As... this down. All right, he Flurry played like 25 minutes a night for Anaheim,
4: and he was good.
1: That sixth round pick turns into Henrik Zetterberg. Uh, and
4: then they sat him. He was never playing twenty five minutes a night here. Right. You know, it yeah. took him going yeah. over I, there. I know, it's I know. Become what he is.
2: I know, but still, but still, like, uh, am I not onto something here? Like, why? Well, like, just I just can't understand why.
1: I'm when I <laughs> am happy that Joey Keane was just about as successful as Julian Gauthier has been with the Rangers. That's just me.
0: Yeah.
4: In one game. In one
0: game. Can I ask a question?
4: Yeah, go ahead. All right,
0: so, the, well, and this is about not overcomplicating things. What's a logical contract for Hamilton? Because seven years, or, I mean, he's going to be 27. That's long. That's co- he's going well, to want eight, but hey, it's going to. If you gonna... give
1: him seven or eight, you appreciate it for what he can do when the king's window is as wide open as it is now. And then assuming, you know, you, because if you win a, Cop or two with him, it's not gonna matter what you're paying him at the end of that deal, you know. Yeah,
2: but are we talking
0: yeah. about like Justin Fall contracts, so six and a half times seven? Or are we no, talking about yeah. more it's than I that? Think because...
2: like I think it's like over. I think it's looking at eight, eight and a
6: half. If I'm, yeah, done,
3: I'm not gonna pay
6: that. No. That's what you're I think, I want, but,
3: you
1: know, I
6: think If
1: you them. get if you get him at eight by seven, that's still not fantastic, but I think that's a great deal.
6: Yeah.
3: So uh,
1: you mean eight so years like, seven take mil? this with a yeah,
3: yeah. So, I, take I'm this. That take too.
2: this with a grain That's of salt. I, I saw on Twitter today from Evolving Wild, and like they also said last year that Valerie Nakushin should have been the MVP. So <laughs> I mean, right. I'm not sure about their metrics, but take this with a grain Better of salt. Been Drysidle. yeah, yeah their, their model projects that um, on the open market Hamilton would get seven, seven years at eight point five million, and their model projects that with the Hurricanes would be eight years at eight point nine five. What? Wait, yeah, that's what I saw today. Why would the
4: Hurricanes pay above market rate? No,
5: I'm not. I I I don't know. Go
4: ahead, Luke. Luke, yeah, go ahead.
5: I'm looking at what Alex is saying right now. Evolving Wild uh, projects Hamilton to sign if it's with a new team seven by eight point five, and if it's with Carolina eight by eight point nine five.
1: So why would yeah, you get it more with sense. us than on the open market? Yeah, that makes absolutely no sense.
4: No, so like more, years
5: more, Just, yeah,
1: like more years and more money.
4: More years and more money. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life.
5: If I'm Don Waddell, I'm giving Dougie $40, $45 million over whatever term he wants it. That's how much we pay him. If he wants a short deal, you know. we're, we're paying him a lot. If he wants a longer deal, that cap hit has to come way down.
4: I'd say that's probably a good idea and a good like, you know, strategy to go into it with to say I'll give you more money for like less term, or more term. But for there's no money. way
1: there's no way he accepts yeah, that. No, no, right. Olivia, your hand is Olivia. Loose. Go ahead and start crying about Dougie Hamilton. Shut
8: up! I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, so God forbid, God forbid, it's not going to happen. But if it does, the deal doesn't work out with Dougie over the summer. What teams do you think would snatch him up if he wanted a long term deal? Like, who would be looking at him? Do you have any idea?
3: Buffalo he's
1: should.
5: He's not going to go to Buffalo. Nobody wants to go to
3: no Buffalo. No way. Not a chance. We said that was... about
1: Taylor Hall. Not I mean,
5: for a long term deal. He wouldn't go to Buffalo. Yeah. No. Oh,
1: I know. It's but not... I'm saying, like, Buffalo should be in on him because he would legitimately be the best defenseman on that roster. You Definitely can't tell me.
5: Things for him?
4: I would have fun watching a Darlene and a Hamilton pair. That's, yeah. Um, about an i in
1: Anaheim? Do LA would Aiden, be a good fit. in an Anaheim.
4: Piece.
1: LA is going to be <laughs> super fun. Anaheim
2: is a good one. I'm playing with Hayden Fleury on your top pair, that's oh a pretty good God. top that pair. That would
1: be an awful top pair. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so LA has always been my like second team more or less, and I actually think that's a really good spot for Dougie because that team's going to be that's pretty a, good good fit. Fit a, that's a pretty years. good fit. That team's going to be well, really What are talking about these small market teams when
1: we're ignoring Raleigh Durham, the center of the hockey universe. Like, Doggy Hamilton's going to want to stay. You got the museums. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you y'all just... think Jarlene gets offer sheeted? No, I, I don't think anybody's going to be offer
2: sheeted, man. I just, I don't I don't buy any offer sheet. That either. never happens.
4: Like, the Aho
1: oh, thing is such a one off, dude. I don't oh, know. The, know. They were tested the, in, the in London. The thing was a gift to the Hurricanes. And it yeah. was. If I'm being honest, Bergevin should have been fired after that.
4: Because
1: <laughs> that was embarrassing. Yeah. Of the canadians organization
4: it, it was like a test it was like trying to see because everybody on the Kane up, side of things was chump. like
1: we're gonna pay sebastian aho exactly you know right. what he wants and montreal goes okay here's a team friendly deal and we've heard <laughs> your owner is cheap so we're gonna front load this contract and tom dundon's just like cool if you were, we're gonna make that gonna awesome. accept right away
4: Right. If you were going to make that make opera it. sheet, you need to at least make it like so it would hurt the Hurricanes or something. Well,
1: you know, and make it. It was so up. funny because the Canes were like, "Yeah, we're going to match," and then proceeded to make them wait the entire like seven days, five uh-huh. days. Yeah. Yep. Just so Montreal couldn't sign any free agents. Like, yeah, it was perfect. Don Waddell is just—he's a, just, he's a sad Dude, to be fair. I'm not Montreal's
9: lie.
2: entire um, management group is just like beyond all realms of awful. They they waived Victor Mete. So they could play John Merrill. And let me tell you firsthand. He has people. I've watched a few Nurse games a here. in Ottawa and he is he's good. Like he is pretty he's pretty damn good. I think he's gonna be a fixture in Ottawa's top six, and you know Ottawa has a lot of good young D and he fits in with that group. Like I I, I don't understand what they're doing there. I just I have I mean no they idea. trade for
1: Eric Stall, go figure. If we don't sign Hamilton, should we target Pionk? Honestly, I don't know Pionk. a ton about Pionk. Yeah, like, I feel, I feel he like he was such like York. a
4: random guy, and then all of a sudden this year he like started putting up points. <laughs> like, I feel like I haven't watched him play at all this year. Like he he
3: he
2: was he was the Shea in New York before Shea. I feel like <laughs> he he was the guy they all ragged on, and then it, <laughs> then it became she. Shea when they moved to Pionk. I think.
4: Yeah. I didn't think he was before Shea, but the, the Rangers team. will be available. I think so. Don't pay attention it's to the Rangers.
1: It doesn't surprise me anymore when a defenseman goes away from the New York Rangers and does well.
5: Young's a little over half a point a game, both this season and last season. Uh, and Young.
1: Yeah, I just Good. don't know anything I, yeah, about know. I don't know, like, I don't know enough about like him to Defensively say or yeah. you know, anything like that.
6: If Edmonton doesn't re sign Tyson
4: Berry... he's horrible.
3: He's like a right handed Gardner. <laughs> yeah, yeah I,
1: I, no, he's
6: worse. He's worse than Gardner. <laughs> he can, that, he the can past escape, two but...
1: seasons have not been kind to Tyson Barrett. 46
6: Barry. points in 54 games this year.
1: Yeah. He I mean, puts he's also
4: playing on the Edmonton power play, which is the best in the league and has oh, it? Connor McDavid best, and yeah, two of probably the best players yeah. in the world on it, so two yeah, of the top like, five normally he's
5: shooting pucks to Drysdale and um McDavid. So that's going
1: to that on that power play. Job. like I could play on Connor McDavid's line and get like 40 <laughs> points a year. Yeah, exactly. Like handing him the puck and being like here you, you go. You got it. It, like, go ahead.
0: It's like half of Jordan Stahl's assist this season. Oh, I want a face off. Dougie got it. Dougie, Dougie, <laughs> the shoots, Dougie shoots at the goal. Trocek gets it in, or Dougie passes to Svetch. Svetch gets it in. Stahl with right, an assist.
5: Like,
2: Could, you know, good, thing, good thing Katie's not here because, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, Katie's it, I love, Katie's
1: I,
5: love
1: <laughs> yeah. I love Stahl, but
5: like, yeah. half of his assists are like,
1: that definitely get, is get kinda the fuck away.
5: I feel like that's half of power play goals. Yeah. We don't we don't like set up, it's just five seconds in, that power play is over. And that's you know, exactly if the power
1: right. play lasts longer than thirty seconds. I know they're, it's not yeah, they're not be exactly. resulting in a goal.
5: Or if we All don't right.
0: win the face-off, we're not.
5: Look, look I yeah, have never say this. seen a top power play look so pathetic.
4: I feel like this might be the <laughs> flukiest single season power play in NHL history. Like I don't know. <laughs> I feel like early in the year, like they just had no structure. And things would break down, and they get a goal, and it happened an over and over again. Like,
1: that's yeah, that's kind and, of how the Kane system plays, though. Is like they make you pay for having that one breakdown. I guess they do. Like, I mean, we saw Chicago leave know. Sebastian Ajo open in front of the net for <laughs> no less than five seconds for the easiest tip-in goal of his career.
5: Yeah,
1: true. Like. They just prey on finding those open areas of ice, and they're really good at it.
3: Yeah.
5: Uh, sometimes it works against them because they try to focus on that perfect pass. Reminds me of the Sens power
2: play in like 2006 when literally Jason Spezza, Wade Redden, and Daniel offertson would just pass it in a triangle until somebody lost Danny Heatley in front of the net, and then they would just pass it to him. <laughs> it was... It was it just like, You literally had to watch it to believe it.
1: Speaking of trying too many fancy passes, I forget who it was against Chicago that literally made me yell at T V where they they attempted a behind the back pass in their own end that resulted in a turnover um, and a scoring chance.
2: Sounds like something Spechnikov would do. I don't know. Sounds like Natchez.
1: <laughs> no, I you know what it might have been it might have been Natchez. I also want to say it was like weirdly Fogle, But like that's some Jeff Skinner <laughs> shit. Stop doing that. <laughs> like Jeff Skinner would always do that, and it would drive me crazy.
3: Yeah, I
2: see, Sorry. that's what Jason Spetz's legacy is in Ottawa too.
1: Olivia, I'd go say. ahead.
8: Um, am I wrong to say that there was an interview that Turbo did? I think it was either the first or second game back. Obviously, he played incredibly, but um, Trip was saying like he he asked how, why he decided to shoot the puck that it was Turbo yeah. said because he didn't have any people to pass to left. And I was like, is that really like, yes, yeah, you get praised for the unselfishness. Like, I don't know. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way that like, that seems to be like a cup, at least three or four of our stars are like all about passing. And like, they get so pretty with it. And the power play is just passing, passing wow. and passing. And like, what is that about?
2: I think, I think table was joking.
0: I have to hope
8: he was I joking. Know. I don't know. Not with him. Not with Turbo.
0: How many goals would Turbo score per season if he actually shot the puck? Right?
1: Like, the Finns on our team are so serious. <laughs> that, like, he could be joking. Half the stuff know. he like, says could be jokes, and you would yeah. just have no idea.
0: Yeah, Liv doesn't get it, because Liv doesn't oh think Oh, my progress. God, you're
5: going to bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> There was a, a interview had fans with in the, in, in the bubble um, asking what he missed most about the fans. And again, it's one of those things. Was he joking? Was he serious? Who knows? He said, well, you know, sometimes I, I forget to shoot the puck and I don't have y'all there to remind me. <laughs>
3: right.
5: Is he joking?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a lot like They don't Elias have fans Lincoln. there to say shoot when there's three people in the shooting lane
3: yeah
2: right. <laughs> yeah no he's got a great release so man if he shot the puck more like he could easily score like what 25 goals i said this on twitter not
4: too long ago i was like he scored probably 30 goals if he decided he wanted to be a sniper i bet he could score 30 it's like when Lindholm went just... to calgary and started shooting right like yeah
1: With the exactly. with the canes it's just like when they start passing it too much i know that they're looking for the perfect goal exactly and they just need to simplify. Like that's all it is, you know. That's why like, I've
4: been clamoring for another sniper. Like the trade deadline, I said Raquel, hell
5: perfect.
1: Yo, yeah, let's get it right. No. <laughs> a but, sniper, who, you know, like, they
5: how the other half of the ice works. Yeah,
1: they can always get a sniper through free agency. I mean, Mike Coffman's well, becoming uh, available more than likely. I uh, can't yeah, but see. He's
2: kind of a, a bit of a locker room. uh no, no, no. It's it's overstated. Uh, I think it
5: was his yeah, girlfriend's overstated. fiance at the time, and I think they've split ways.
1: I would yeah. imagine that they have, because that was yeah a lot. No,
2: I, I think was, um... I think Mike Hoffman's still with his fiance, uh, but a, I think a lot of what happened was overstated.
1: That whole the sense uh, that um... year were just one. Thing after another. Yeah, it was the,
2: like a bro, the classic, that classic Uber incident with yeah, yeah. Chris Weidman and Matt Shane. and like yeah. uh, wasn't Dzingle part of that too? Yeah, I, yeah d- he was. Yeah, he I was. My man Dizengoff was in there. Yeah. <laughs> fuck.
4: Uh, the descent from there
2: fuck. to where they are now. Thank God, man. Thank God.
1: The OG task. <laughs> <is
2: gone. laughs> oh Lord. It just yeah, shows you facts. like
1: how like getting those like, locker quote, locker room cancers out of your team, like, what that can do for a franchise.
5: Yeah,
4: we got rid of Jeff Skinner, and look at us now.
5: And Eric Holla. I don't think it's a coincidence that Skinner never played a game with Brennan Morris head coach.
1: No, I don't
0: know. I, yeah. You're,
5: no, you're, you're, you're right. You're
0: totally right. <laughs> I, I, don't think I just want to say. Skinner has <laughs> never played in the playoffs.
4: The most I've ever been honked yeah, yeah. on on Twitter was talking about Jeff Skinner. Just going to say that everybody always wanted to defend him and i was like dude he's just he's just like- how
2: could you not defend him though like you see his smile you just see his whole aura Look, and everything like how can you not defend i have nothing him? against the person great kid, man. great kid i
1: remember joking uh, uh, before the trade happened saying that uh, skinner was traded to toronto for bozak in a second I remember that, and half of Ontario came into my mention saying, well, actually, um, Tyler Bozak's becoming a free agent this year, so he's actually not going to be a part of the Maple Leafs." And I'm like, "Dude, it's a joke. Shut up." No, Again, I don't, I don't know why they—I don't know why that Podunk town needs to come talking about me when I live in the center of the hockey universe. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm Sounds making fun. that a bit. I'm making I mean, Raleigh Durham. The you've been doing the it for a universe. while now. So, so. It's fine. I like the oh. commitment. folks i need to eat dinner yeah i'm tired <laughs> i i, I kind of want to do this more often like i had fun i think we should this was fun like definitely not once every week because that would be crazy for everybody but definitely i want to do this like once every maybe month or two Panel. Have a panel. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks everybody for showing up and yeah uh, seriously I appreciate th- all of you we do
3: appreciate you Thanks
6: for doing this. It yeah, oh, wow. was, was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we'll do it again. Um,
4: it was by Mostly Without a Hitch, which is kind of what we were hoping for, so. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Alex. Right. You see you guys. Yeah. All right, see you guys. Bye. Thank you, guys. you have a good night. We'll talk again soon. Sure.